So, uh, let's get started, yeah? Yes. Good to see you all. Of, uh, well, let me start over. So let's get started, yeah? You too. You too. Good to see all of you. Good to see you guys. Um, I don't know what the title of this is. Maybe we'll decide at the end. Um, but uh, I have a couple titles in mind. But we'll see. This probably won't make sense if you're listening to it on the podcast. It'd be really funny because it's already titled. Maybe we could call it Unnamed. Nobody got the joke? I got this wasn't it. funny. I got it. Thank Tommy's you. not here, though. I thought it was good. Tommy and Noah are both not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really okay. So, um, I got a... Uh, so, here... Uh, I never know how to start these. I never know how to start them. How are you supposed to start them? You know? Gotta be a like, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you guys. What's he doing? I don't know. From my angle, he's like wearing an upside down hat. <laughs> so I, I'm going to invite you guys to ask me to pause, ask me questions, and ask me clarification if something does not make sense. Okay. I really, really need that for this message tonight. Because if you take anything that I say out of context or if you're confused about it, um, it's going to really blow up your entire life and you'll be really confused. Okay? So I invite you, uh, don't just blurt out disrespectfully, but raise your hand. Cool? cool? Or just say, hey, Lex, and I'll stop. Okay? Or I'll say, one second, let me finish my thought, and then I'll stop. Okay? So I want to invite that in this place right now, especially over this message, always, but especially over this message, okay? Because um, I'm going to go down a, a road less traveled, especially for people who believe in the Holy Spirit working in miraculous ways. Um, well, I guess I'll speak for myself. <laughs> I believe the Holy Spirit works in miraculous ways. I believe Holy Spirit can heal. I believe Holy Spirit can prophesy. I believe Holy Spirit can lead, guide, illuminate, um, give us different tongues, anything. Whatever He wants to do, I believe in it. Okay? Why? Why do I believe in it? Because He's God and I'm not. And His Bible tells me so. <laughs> okay? So, I, I can't throw away things that are in Scripture, and I'm going to talk about that in the midst of this, and I'm going to talk about miracles, and I'm going to be talking about signs, and I'm going to be talking about a lot of different things. Okay? Sound good? So, what I want to talk through tonight, and if you've hung around me at all, um, you've probably heard me say, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay? I'll believe it when I see it. And... Um, that is, I don't bring that into my spiritual life, okay? Um, that would be a tragedy, okay? Um, I'm not doubting Thomas in this place. Uh, yes, do I struggle in areas of submission to the Lord? I do, I do. I'm not going to tell you, oh, oh, kind of thing. That's not me, okay? I do struggle on things, um, but I, I don't just throw away things, Okay. Um, I believe that Jesus can do whatever he wants. Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants, okay? I'm laying this foundation so you know where I stand so you're not taking anything out of context, okay? Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
So, um, like I said, I don't always carry the same mindset with the Lord of I'll believe it when I see it. But I do have moments where I do speak that to the Lord. Like, Lord, I'll believe it when I see it. You spoke that over my life? Yeah, right, I'll believe it when I see it. I actually said that about this ministry. <laughs> right? I, I kind of am still saying it. I'll believe it when I see it. Lord, I'll believe it when I see it. When you bring a bunch of high schoolers and young adults into a, into a door seven days a week to seek you. I'll believe when I see it. I fall... We fall into these traps of when I see the sign from God, I will know where he's leading me. Yes, I do believe that there are signs. In Old Testament, there was a pillar of smoke that you would follow in guiding to follow the Lord. Yes, there was a star that led us to Jesus. All of these things, yes? Okay, um, I'm not throwing that out. I do believe in signs and wonders and the miraculous, but it's not the only way, okay? And I feel like, when we take this of like, okay, I, when, I, when, when I see a sign from God, then I will know where and how he is leading me. Okay? Uh, I hope the motive is pure. We'll talk about that in a second. But sometimes we take this verse, be still and know that I'm God, completely out of context in relation to that same thing in our lives. Does that make sense so far? Yeah? This means yes? Okay. Okay, be still and know that I'm God. And maybe we only focus on the be still portion. <laughs> we just say, okay, be still and know I'm God. All right, cool. I'm just going to sit on my freaking butt until I see a pillar of smoke. Or I, until, I, until I see that North Star and I know that'll be God. I'm not discounting that because it can happen. But it didn't always happen. Jesus said, follow me. Those guys didn't have a pillar of smoke. They didn't have a star to follow. They just went on the word of the Lord. Okay, does that make sense? So we can't just focus on the be still portion, okay? Because we just focus on the be still portion, we're not going to do anything for the Lord and we're just going to be dormant, right? Almost like a volcano who's waiting to erupt into its purpose but instead we're lying dormant and saying, well, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know that's probably, oh, that's bad analogy, Lex, but you get what I'm talking about, right? A volcano's sole purpose is to explode. Yes? Mm -hmm. Is to run over. What is our sole purpose? To walk with the Lord. Yes? That's our sole purpose. If we do anything less, then I'm sorry. We're just being still and knowing that I'm my own God. We say, well, I'll just be still until he tells me what to do and sit on my hands in the interim. And in doing so, be still and know I, me, is God. Okay? When things do line up, uh, never mind. Then, by doing so, we make him a distant being, a hoped upon God that is not close that is not my shield, that is not my fortress, and that is not my guider. If I just focus on the be still portion, I, I, I take away everything else that he can do. Does this make sense so far? Mm -hmm. If I then insert the, and know that I'm God, oh, 
then I'm purposed, okay? And other words, then I am commissioned, then I am sent, and then I am walking in what the Lord is calling me to do, okay? Makes sense so far. Cool. I'm going to ask that a lot, so I hope everybody says, "Uh uh-huh, just like that, okay? Cool? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just whatever, dude. Yeah, whatever, just hurry up. Okay. When we view him as a distant being and not close, we're limiting everything about him. We limit his entire existence. Just say, cool, you're up there. You're just a destination, not a person. How tragic, how sad. Yes? You see, in Jesus' life, people did the same exact thing. People didn't accept Jesus as the promised one, a Messiah, or as Lord. I used to tell myself that I'm confused, frustrated with God, but really I was just confused and frustrated with myself because I made myself my own God. Anybody going through this crisis right now? Nobody's got the goose. Hey, I know. Anybody else? I'm confused and frustrated with God. How how about that? Who's confused and frustrated with God? Okay. Cool. Then I'm talking to a couple people in the room. Okay. Cool. Does this make sense so far? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Just, Just making sure you're listening. Yeah. Okay. So I want to look at a bunch of scripture tonight of when people went to Jesus and said, show me a sign. My hope is to paint a picture of a dependence and a submission to Jesus tonight. Okay? So we'll see if I achieve my goal. Matthew 16. Turn there with me. We're going to be over a little bit of scripture tonight. And it'll be great. It'll be good. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Be good. It's going to be good. Just shows what I'm telling you. It's truth. 16. Yeah? Verses 1 through 4. Everybody there? Good, good? Yeah? Cool. Ready? Verse 1. Is something on fire? No. Cool. You'll smell it in a second. And the Pharisees... Whatever. Hey. Smells good. Okay. No no smoke. We're good. It's a sign from the Lord. For me. I was supposed to start this. I remember now. Anybody have a fire extinguisher tonight? Because <laughs> there's going to be a fire. Yeah. Okay. Chapter 16. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bust through a wall. Oh, yeah. All right. Matthew 16, verse 1. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test him. You hear that? Yeah? To test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. Verse 2, And Jesus answered them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red, and in the morning it will be stormy today. Sorry, and it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it 
except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. <laughs> okay, so first things first. Show me a sign from heaven. Who's done this? If you just show me a sign, man, I'll stay with her or I'll break up with her. I did this all the time, dude. I did this for seven years of my life over one girl. It's like, all right, Lord, if this is your will, show me a sign. Yeah. I showed myself a sign and I kept on dating her. Shouldn't have. <laughs> it's okay. She doesn't listen. <laughs> all right. Let me move on. It wasn't Madison. We're in love. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> So I would like to say, show me a sign from heaven is a pure motive. Yes? I would like to say that my motive is pure. Of like, Lord, I just want to be guided by you. Right? Yeah. It's a good motive. But looking at this, the situation where I use these words, I, I wasn't seeking the Father's heart. I was seeking my own glory, my own satisfaction, and my own whatever, right? It was for me. It wasn't for God, right? When I say, show me a sign from heaven, I, 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 need, you to, I need you to show me. Yeah, I get the motive behind it. You want confirmation. But it better be for something that's glorifying the Lord, right? Gideon asked for a sign. If you, if you read the Bible, you probably know about the story of Gideon. So Gideon asked for a sign. Why? Because it was something that the Lord purposed him to for the glory of God. Do you see the difference? The Lord, the Lord cares about his purposes, not your purposes. Right? What he's purposed you to, not what I think I should be purposed to. Does this make sense? Okay. Gideon asked for three signs. And that's good. It was a very pure motive, and it was for the glory of God, not for the glory of Gideon. Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Good, good. I'm glad. We're... I'm preaching to the choir so far, I guess. Okay? Whenever I used it, it was for my own benefit. And yes, I was always asking for his will over the situation, but it was always me focused. Okay? Mm -hmm. When anything is focused on me, 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 I have to check my heart's motive. Let me say that again so you can hear it over that sneeze. When anything is focused on me, 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 I have to check my heart and my motive. Okay? In Matthew's account of this situation, he states that the Pharisees and Sadducees were in a place of testing him. Correct? When is it good to test? When is it good to test the Lord? It is good sometimes. When? When it's like... Tell me, a, a, tell me a Bible verse. I don't care about your life experience. Tell me a Bible verse of when it's good to test the Lord. Jacob did it. Okay, tell me more. Um, I tested the Lord too. And he fulfilled it. Okay. It's okay to test the Lord and, and honor him. Tell me a story in the Bible. Just gave, I just gave Jacob tell me more is what I'm asking for. I don't have more. No, what I, I tell me about the story. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm going to challenge every single ounce of you tonight. Okay, so if you feel like you're disagreeing with me, I need backup. 
Okay, I'm challenging every single speck of you tonight on where you actually land with the Lord. Okay, so that's why I did that. Okay, it's not like I'm picking on Samuel. I love Samuel. Okay, cool. So when's it good to test the Lord? Um, Jaden, could you read 1 John 4, 1? Yeah. Hurry. 1 John 4, 1. Mm-hmm. Cool. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. The Lord... I'm never called to test the Lord. I'm never called to push the Lord into a corner and say, hey, I need you to do this for me. Or, hey, you have to do this for me. The only time we get to test the Lord is when we're testing spirits. Saying, Lord, is this you or is that the enemy? You or the enemy. Correct? Okay. Cool. This is black and white. One is me-focused, the other is him-focused, okay? When I approach God in hopes to gain my own glory, he will not entertain it. You see, the Pharisees were looking for a sign in the sky, hence Jesus' reply, correct? Okay, they thought everything else that Jesus did was sleight of hand and coincidence. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you raise the dead by sleight of hand. I just don't know how you do that. I don't know how you heal leprosy by sleight of hand. I don't get it. I, I don't understand it at all. Okay? But that's what they believed. They saw all of his healings. They saw him raising people from the dead and saw him feeding thousands with way less than enough. Correct? Mm -hmm. And they still thought everything was coincidence and sleight of hand or even some jumped to this place of demonic. Maybe we don't go to those extremes, right? But we do something similar. We have four books recounting Jesus' life and two testaments of what God has done and who he is, yet we get frustrated, confused how he works. Do you understand what I'm getting at tonight? How naive and ignorant do we have to be? I looked up the, the definition for testament, and I, I shared it with Madison. I hope it lands better with, Ma uh, than with you guys than it did with Madison, because I almost fell back in my chair. I fell back on, in my stool. If I fell back in my chair, it's okay. I almost fell back in my stool when I read this. In the Old and the New Testament, this word testament is a will that the Lord made up. And when I say will, I actually mean a legal document by which a person or a testator expresses their wishes as to how their property is to be distributed by the names of people to manage that estate. So it's not just, oh, well, we in the New Testament, we just read that one more. <laughs> I get it. I do too. But like this is a legal document that the Lord went out of his way to write for his children so we would know how to manage his estate. You guys understand what that means? It's like if your parents, your parents all have a will, okay? And it, it's all of everything that they belong on this piece of paper. And if they were to pass away, 
there's a, there is a leader of the will. And that person gets to distribute all of what they have, their house, their cars, their jewelry, their possessions, everything that your parents own. The Lord did the same exact thing and says, all right, legal document written to Grant, Benji, and every single person that's walked this planet. That's incredible. He says, this is how I want you to manage it. So when he wrote the Bible, he said, all right, this is how you're going to manage everything. This is how you're going to manage your own life. This is how you're going to manage what I've purposed you in and what I've commissioned you in, what I've trusted you in. So when we're frustrated and confused with the Lord, I'm sorry, maybe open up your Bible and read it a little bit different. Because the way you're reading it is you focused. Read it as if everything in it glorifies the Lord. And I say as if because what a coincidence that that's what it does. Do you get what I'm saying? This is a legal document of what he's purposed us to do. That means anything that we can go through in this life has already been talked about in this scripture. Wow. Whoa. Anything that you're going to face? Oh, wow, cool. It's here. You can read this. You can read it, and it's right there. Ta-da. Sign sealed delivered. Yeah? I don't know if that gets anybody excited. You, you all reacted the same way Madison did. I just wanted to let you know that. The Bible isn't to comfort you and to ease your mind as your own God. It's a legal document on what he asks of your life. Hmm. Write this down. He doesn't answer to you. You answer to him. Am I saying that he doesn't answer prayers? No, I'd be an idiot. Okay? But he does not answer to you. Prayer is not getting God to do what we want him to do, but rather getting us to do what God wants us to do. Okay? What a concept. What if we weren't to pray just for answers? What if we were to pray to align ourselves with what the Lord has already purposed us in? What if we already knew what the Lord was doing over a situation and we prayed and, and then wham, we got on the same page as him because we're walking with him? What if we did that? What, how would we approach things? With a lot more confidence. That's why, that's why Peter could go up to that guy and say, I don't have any money, but what I do have, stand up and walk. Why? Because he knew what the Lord was doing. Right? Mm -hmm. He knew what he was doing. He wasn't confused and like, oh, that's a lame no, yeah, a person can't walk. I wonder what I'm supposed to do. Oh my gosh. Right? You know, I, I just think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating what we've limited God to over our lives. Because it's not my will. Because it's not my plans. But he doesn't say that. He says, for I have the plans. Plans to prosper. Plans for goodwill. Do you get what I'm saying tonight? Yes. Cool. Turn to Matthew 12. 
We'll be here the rest of the time until we get to the other two passages. Verse 38. Um, I say that question mark? Yeah, 38. We okay? Yes. Cool. Am I offending you? Not yet. Huh. Good. Okay. Ready? I'm going to read through 42. Here we go again. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered to him, saying, Teacher, we wish to But he answered, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to them except for the sign of the prophet Jonah. Verse 40. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Okay? I feel like I wrote the wrong... That's, I know this is the right passage. Let me just read to the... Um, let me read 42 as well. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with the generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Okay, this is amazing. This is amazing. Ready? Write this down. More miracles will not change your belief in Jesus. More miracles will not change your belief in Jesus. The moment I saw miracles was not the moment I saw Jesus. Okay? I loved him before the miracles. Miracles are just a nice perk of living with Jesus. Okay? It's a great thing. I love, I love the miraculous. Remember, I love the miraculous. I'm not discounting the miraculous. If you know me at all, you know that I'm hungry for the miraculous. But it's not the foundation of my faith. And it shouldn't be yours either. Okay? So, the more miracles... Or more, more miracles will not change your belief in Jesus. I hear all the time, if I could just see a real miracle, then I could believe in God. But Jesus replies, and this reply applies to everything in our lives. You know, the thing is, we have a full view of evidence that Jesus is the Son of God. We have the full view, Right? I feel like sometimes I'm a little mean for picking on the Pharisees and Sadducees sometimes. Right? They didn't have the full view. At this moment, Jesus didn't die. At this moment, Jesus didn't resurrect. At this moment, he didn't ascend back into heaven and take his place on a throne. I have the full view. And even beyond that, I know how Jesus is going to come back to this planet. I saw his birth. It's captured here, if you, if you didn't know that. It's in the Bible. His birth is there. His, his life is in the Bible. We've got four accounts of it. And one of them was a doctor, so it was super detailed. Can you believe that? Okay, so we see, it. We see his birth. 
We see his life. And what else? Oh, we see his death. Okay, that's in the Bible too. We understand that, yeah? Okay, and then we saw him resurrected after three days? Oh, and then after that, he walked around and walked through walls. It's, it's captured here. And then ascended into heaven. And then from there, I've seen centuries of his work through the believers that are submitted to him. You know, there's so many accounts of things that the Lord is doing. You have witnessed them here. You've witnessed them, hopefully, in your own life. He is still active and moving today, yes? Mm -hmm. Okay? I can't discount the miraculous. I have to get to know the miracle worker. If I understand who he is, then I will never understand anything else. And I will be confused and frustrated. And I will just try to place him in my life instead of submit my life to him. Instead of looking for additional evidence or miracles, accept what God has already given and done. Do you really think that God owes us a miracle? He doesn't owe us that. He doesn't owe us anything. We owe Him everything. He doesn't owe us anything. Does He still freely give it? Of course. Of course. Even despite our stupidity, He still freely gives it. But if my foundation is built... Okay, I just need another sign. I need another sign. All right, I'm in a dry season. I need another sign. Give me a break. Don't you have the entire sign here? Don't you have the entire sign here? This summarizes it all. I don't need him to heal my broken finger in order for me to believe in this. I don't need him to heal my stubbed toe in order for me to believe this. This is a covenant that he's written and give us a legal document saying, hey, I have purposed you for this. Take care of this. The old and the new. It's all Jesus. So when he talks about Jonah, he's actually talking and prophesying about what is to come over his own life, correct? Right? Jonah was in the whale for three days. Great. Jesus is going to be in the heart of the earth for three days. Okay? He's prophesying over that. Okay? If the Lord can pull through for Jonah, he can pull through for you. Okay? Um, like I said, I can sympathize with the, with the Pharisees a little bit because they didn't see the full scope that we do. You know? But what's your excuse? What's your excuse? Because you don't read your Bible? Hmm. Because you don't submit to what he actually asks of you? Do you know that his ways are better than what you could ever dream up? Do you understand that heaven has new colors that we haven't even seen? Do you understand that heaven has new smells? new foods, 
knew everything that we haven't even laid our eyes or laid our tongues on. And we expect him to submit to our plans? <laughs> no, 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 no. You can only obey to the level that you listen. I'll say it again. You can only obey to the level that you listen. Jaden, could you turn to John 8, 39? You guys good? We okay? Yeah. Yeah? Having fun? Can you say it again? Yeah. Thanks, Samuel. Huh? John 8, 39 through 59. Yeah. Listen to Jaden. Actually, hold on. This is epic. Okay? So I want you to really, really listen to this. This is epic. Write it in your notes so you can read it later when you get home. But this is epic because it's like a standoff. This is Jesus, like, standing up for himself. One of the first times he stands up for himself and doesn't just like, okay, I'll just, I'm, I'm Jesus, just little Jesus with the lamb kind of thing. No, he's, he's like, all right, screw this. So read it. They answered him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You were doing the works your father did. They said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. Whoa! I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? Is it because you cannot bear to hear my word? You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. Hmm. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Mm. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets, yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died, and the prophets who died? What do you make yourself out to be? Listen here. Go. Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. So that's funny. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Yeah. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Wow. So they picked up stones. Read that last part. 
We missed it. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Wow. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of him. Dang. Okay, so greatest standoff in all of history, yeah? 836? Huh? 839 through 59. It's like, that is epic. That's not the Jesus that we see in the paintings holding a little lamb. Just, oh, here we go. I'm just a little Jesus here. Or the uh, Ricky Bobby's version of Jesus where it's just little baby Jesus in the manger. No, this is Jesus and like, hey, I am confident in what I'm saying. I know who I am and you're not going to rip away truth. Wow. Okay, this is cool. Let me unpack this a little bit. It's not who you know, but the one you do know, okay? They knew Abraham. They knew his laws in and out, and that's great. Abraham was the founder of a Jewish nation. It's great. I respect Abraham deeply, but Abraham doesn't get me saved. Abraham doesn't get me to heaven, okay? Cool? The religious, the religious leaders um, believed that they were hereditary <laughs> children of Abraham, a.k.a. The, uh, Abraham was the founder of the Jewish nation, yes? Mm -hmm. And claimed themselves as children of God because they were hereditary to Abraham. Okay? Does this make sense? Okay? But their actions actually showed them as children of the devil because they lived under the devil's guidance, yep. not the Lord's guidance. Okay? True children of Abraham, faithful followers of God because Abraham pointed people to God, Abraham's whole purpose on life was not to uh, have people follow him, correct? We know the story of Abraham. He was a man after God's own heart. I know that was about David, but he was a man after God's own heart. He loved the Lord. But um, true children of Abraham, faithful followers of God, do not act in the manner that these guys acted. Yeah. Okay. The fa your father in heaven is the one you imitate and obey, just like Jesus did. The religious leaders were, were unable to understand because they refused to listen. Satan used their stubbornness and ego to keep them from Jesus. Is your ego and stubbornness getting you away from Jesus and what he's purposed your life for? I'll let that just marinate in the air a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember what I said. Um, is your, yeah, 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 yeah. Is your stubbornness and ego getting in the way of your purposed life in the name of Jesus? It's a big question, yeah? Yeah. Do I think so highly of myself that I get to dictate where God moves in my life? Do I have that much pride, that much ego? Am I that stubborn that I'm saying, no, <clears throat> just like you did in Target when you were a little kid, right, yeah. with your parents? Mm -hmm. Like, ah, ah. yeah? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. So we have to check ourselves, yes? We have to check our hearts because if something festers up in stubbornness, if something, if something comes to the surface in our pride and ego, I'm sorry, at that moment, you are your own God. Attitudes and actions clearly identify who you're submitted to. 
The devil's original plan was to make people feel like they're in control. What did he do over Adam and Eve? <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't you want the knowledge of good and evil? Did God really say that? Hmm. What does that sound like? I want to be in control. I want to be in control. Nobody else can tell me what to do. And how silly. Correct? Yes. I think I have good plans sometimes. I think I have good ideas sometimes. I think that I have good dreams sometimes. But at the end of the day, if they're not purposed from God, I need to sit down and shut up and wait for Him to correct me. Not wait in the aspect of, I'm just... Woe is me, I'm a victim. Uh, that drives me up the wall. I can't even imagine how it makes God feel. He already, he's already spoken enough over your life, yeah? Cool. Hmm, what else? What was the last book that we were reading? I didn't catch it. I didn't write it down. The last? I was listening. The one that Jaden read? 39 John 8. 39. 39 to 59. Thanks, Katie. Okay. You'll see that if you hear truth, you either love it or you hate it. Okay? <laughs> I was going to say this next part, but I don't think I should. Um, you either love reading the Bible or you hate reading the Bible. Guess who your God is? You don't need to answer. It's obvious. You either love my sermon or you hate my sermon. Guess who your God is? Mm -hmm. right if I'm telling you truth tonight which duh I am because I'm showing you lots of scripture I'm telling you lots of truth yes, yes. and it's probably offending you because it's like oh I've been doing this my whole entire life like yeah I know that's why I'm talking about it okay so you either love truth or you hate it you either love the Bible or you hate it who are you following well the Bible doesn't make sense to me okay why Because you're not reading it. Because you've already given up. I'm sorry, the Bible doesn't make sense to me all the time. Why? Because it's not for me. It's to glorify God. If I read the Bible and say, Lord, what is your character in this? What are you showing me about yourself? Then I will always get something out of Scripture. I will always get something out of Scripture. But if I'm saying, oh, Lord, would you just, <laughs> would you just speak to me tonight? Because the Bible's for me, because I suck. Yeah, it's because you suck. Read the Bible to glorify God. The bonus is that he cares enough about you. The bonus is he cares enough to comfort you, even when you are a victim. I've come to this point recently where I'm just, I'm, how do I put in the words? I've come to this point recently where it's just like, what if the Lord did nothing for me ever again? Would I still read his Bible? Would I still run a church? Would I still pray for the miraculous? The answer to all of those is yes. Why? Because he's God. He's God. He doesn't owe me anything. I don't deserve what he's given me. But he died on a cross for me so that I could have eternal life. What? 
That does not make sense. Why? Because it's God. And it's not about me. It's about Him. It's about Him. He made me to glorify Him. Is that selfish of Him? No. He's God. If I think He's selfish, God, I'm stupid. No, He's God. He's the Creator. He's Alpha and Omega, which means I can trust Him from the beginning of my life to the very end of my life. When's the end of my life? Never, because I'm going to heaven. If you're so concerned about the end of your life, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not thinking about heaven enough. Everything that we're supposed to do on this planet is so heaven can be magnified. Right? Hey, Jesus, teach me how to pray. Oh, on earth as it is in heaven. That's his cry. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not, oh, how do you feel about this, Lex? <laughs> oh, what? I don't think he's ever asked me that question. And I hope to him he never asked me. Because I will beep it up. Yes? All right, back to my notes. True, nah, that's just perfect. True children love submitting to God's ways. True children love submitting to God's ways. When I was growing up, all I wanted to do was make my dad happy. Right? If you're a dude, you probably understand that. If you're a girl, it's probably your mom. All you want to do, oh, just be pleased with me. Right? I couldn't achieve that. My dad's got way too high standards for his son. <laughs> I've proved him wrong in a lot of areas, so. <laughs> but, guess what? True children want to please their heavenly father. What's that look like? A life laid down in submission to him. Why? Because of Jeremiah 29, 11. If you don't know what it read, means, read it. Okay? If we don't fill ourselves with truth, we are leaving place for the enemy to come in and reside. Okay? We have to saturate ourselves with truth. Just like we learned last week, we have to store up jars of oil. Okay? We have to fill ourselves with truth, or else we're leaving place for the enemy to come in and reside. Okay? Let me just read this real quick, because... I think uh, I probably will touch on it next week a little bit more. But um, this is Matthew 12, 43 through 45. Let me just read it real quick. Write it down. We'll probably talk about it next week. Matthew 12, what? 12, 43 through 45. When the unclean spirit, which is demonic, yeah? Mm-hmm. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, well, I'll just return home from which I came. Which is where? Oh, that person's body. Yeah? Okay? And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Verse 45. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. 
and the last state of that person is worse than the first. So it will be with this evil generation. What's this actually saying to us? I need to fill myself with so much truth that there's no space for the enemy. Why? Because if I have any space for the enemy and I try to get rid of that sin on my own, what am I actually doing? I'm sweeping it clean and saying, oh, hey, come back later and come back stronger. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it a coincidence that when you get back from this amazing winter camp and amazing things and then like, oh my gosh, I experienced the Lord in just amazing ways and then Ugh! everything, the bottom falls out. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does it do that? Oh, because of that verse that I just read to you. Mm-hmm. Because you swept it clean for a little bit and then said, oh, hey, come on back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and seven times worse? Oh, yeah, I want that. No! Fill yourself with truth. Mm-hmm. True children love submitting to God's ways. Okay? What if we took a stance in partnership, not anything else with the Lord? A partnership that is fully submitted to Him. Not a partnership where he, where I feel like he's asking my opinion on the situation. But a, 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 hey, Lord, I just want a direct line. I want the red phone to you. I want it. So bad. I want the bat phone to you, God. <laughs> Whatever. Keeping Samuel up. <laughs> Let me read this. As an encouragement, as I just beat you all into the ground. Proverbs 2, <laughs> Proverbs 2, verse 1 through 15. It says, My child, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge from his mouth. Come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the for he is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guiding the paths of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path for, for wisdom will come into your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant, <gasps> pleasant to your soul. And discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of the evil, from men of perverted speech uh, who forsake the paths of upright, uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in evil doing and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Do you understand that that's who God is? He says, don't submit to evil. I have the wisdom. I have the understanding. I, I know the best. Before Abraham, I am. Before everything, I am. Before I created the earth, I already had your plans, Katie. What? That's incredible. Before your parents were even thoughts, ta-da, you are already purposed for something for the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. it's up to us if we want to submit to that. Yeah. It's up to us if we want to be true children of God. It's up to us if we just want to be a people who seeks a sign. 
It's up to us if the Bible is enough evidence for me to submit to him. If it is, great. You're in really good company and we should hang out more. If it's not, I'm sorry, I'm going to poke and prod that life. Cool? Make sense? Yep. Questions? Concerns? Thoughts? I just really want us to grab this. I really do. I really, 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 really do. Can we do it? I just told you how. Mm -hmm. I told you how. It's simple. It's way easier to walk with the Lord than try to figure it out on your own. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier. It's so much easier. Cool, Benji? I got Benji smiling a little bit. <laughs> Benji, you're on fire for the Lord, yeah? Good. Never lose it. Don't you dare. <laughs> Anybody else with Benji? Anybody else on fire for the Lord and want more of this? Yes. Anybody else want to be led by the Lord in full submission? Yes. Let's do it. Why not? Mm -hmm. You know? If we want to change the world, great. Here you go. You just arrived. You know, Jesus did it in like essentially three years you know jesus changed the entire world in three years <laughs> wow that's pretty cool what can we do mm. right he said that we'll do greater things than he what that's jesus saying that that's weird okay cool let's do it that means we're gonna do it why not why not us true children love to do it so i feel like we should be that that, that people cool all right i'm gonna shut up time is it 8:22 cool let's split into two groups got 20 minutes is that cool madison do you want to go with madison go with madison do you want to go with me stay here <laughs>